Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is episode 98, and I'm Stephanie. And I'm Diana. Last episode, we discussed a little bit about supplements with our sports dietitian, Tavis Piatoli. Doing a quick little Google search, I realized the definition of a supplement is something that completes or enhances something else when added to it. Well, that's a pretty vague definition. So these supplements, we were um, very loosely monitored by the FDA that we discussed about. And in the sports world, many of these sport-enhancing substances have been banned, including anabolic steroids, human growth hormone, some energy drinks, and also some dietary supplements. So today we invited a special guest, Don Hooten Jr., to talk a little bit about this topic and why it's such an important one to him and why he is bringing awareness to parents and youth athletes. Welcome, Don. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Can you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, you know, this being a moms and baseball podcast, I've, I've been a baseball fan and player my whole life. Uh, I'll never forget playing T-ball when, when I was five years old and went up and played Little League and on into high school and, and even into uh, the collegiate realm of playing. And, and always, you know, like like just about every young kid has dreams of playing Major League Baseball, but mine was cut short due to some elbow injuries and things like that. And and then, uh, you know, in my junior year of high school, my younger brother, and I know we'll talk about that, passed away. So I opted out of my last year um, of college baseball to make sure I was able to spend some time with my family. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, we're, we're going to get into that. Um, but I, I'm just curious, since, like you said, it is a Moms and Baseball podcast, and you did play at the collegiate level. Do you mind if we asked where you played? Certainly. So I, uh, I I left high school and my first year I went to University of Louisiana Lafayette and that was in 99 and had an opportunity to play whether I wanted to play a couple games or redshirt. So I decided I would redshirt my freshman year and uh, that was the year uh, we went to the College World Series. So that was oh. that was really neat. Wow. Um, yeah. And then, yes, ended up ended up transferring to University of Texas at Arlington. Uh, and played there for a few years. And that is when I had two elbow surgeries, at which time I transferred to a small school in Pennsylvania, where right by where I had gone to high school, uh, with, you know, hopes and dreams of still getting drafted and all that stuff, but uh, ended up getting my degree up there. And uh, that that was kind of the end of my my baseball career, if you will. Goodness. So yeah, it kind of took you places, huh? (laughs) Absolutely. I've been all over the country playing. For sure. So now we're going to start on maybe talking a little bit about the Taylor Hooten Foundation. Can you maybe explain what that is and how it was founded? Absolutely. So I think the best way to start is kind of just giving a 50,000 foot overview of sort of how the organization was formed and and really, you know, how we're in existence today. Um, So the thing I always like to kind of start with is is if everybody could kind of close their eyes and, and just think about at some point in your life, there was an influencer that told you or suggested to you that you might need to change your physical appearance. And, you know, as it relates <laughs> to baseball, that's typically right. You got to get bigger, you got to yes. get stronger, you got to get faster. Uh, other sports is you have to lose weight or, uh, you know, maybe you're too skinny, you need to gain weight. You know, so we've all we've all heard those terms. And um, that's sort of where my story begins. Uh, my younger brother, Taylor, uh, just like me, had dreams of playing uh, professional baseball and uh, was a high school athlete, loved playing baseball and was on the junior varsity team as a pitcher and first baseman. And uh, his coach, uh, you know, like so many other influencers, told him, hey, man, if you want to make the varsity team, 
Uh, what you need to do is you need to get bigger, stronger, and faster. And that's not only going to increase your chance of making varsity, but it's also going to give you an opportunity to go on and play college baseball. Well, half of the kids on Taylor's team, uh, his high school team, were actively using anabolic androgenic steroids in order to achieve those physical goals. Um, so my brother reached out to some of his friends and quickly figured out how they were achieving those physical goals. And please keep in mind, uh, these young men were never given any sort of instruction as far as here's a nutrition program, here's a weight program in order to achieve those goals right the right way. Uh, so Taylor began buying anabolic steroids when he was 16 years old. He was actually purchasing them at the local YMCA. Uh, shortly after wow. I graduated high school, so we moved to Texas. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and a lot of people say that, right? So when you think YMCA, you're, you're probably both thinking you have kids like that's gotta be the safest place I can send my young person to work out. Right. Right. Yes. So that's where Taylor met his dealer. Um, and like, I like to tell every parent is, I mean, if any, any gym that's out there where you can find people working out odds are, um, you know, there is going to be a source there for, performance enhancing drugs and anabolic steroids. So Taylor began buying steroids at 16 years old um, and began using steroids. He put on about 30 pounds of muscle within the first six weeks. And Whoa. if you can, right. And so you're thinking as a parent, just like my parents did, because again, they weren't educated to know what were they looking at, but my brother was going to the gym twice a day. He had put on this weight. Uh, you know, he was, you know, obviously muscles were developing, and everybody's like, wow, he's working really, really hard, you know, so the, the weight room is paying off. But we all know, and especially by your reaction, I mean, it's impossible for a young person to put on that type of muscle that fast. That quickly. Yes. Yes. So and, and if you think like in some of our schools where you have and I'll never forget a, an SRO, a student resource officer, taking me into one of the weight rooms here uh, at a school I was giving a presentation at. But you could see where some of the athletes had substantially increased their bench press, their squat, their weight over a summertime period, just a couple of months. And again, we're, we're rewarding that type of behavior versus trying to figure out, like, how is it possible that one or two people jump so much higher than everybody else? Right. Uh, you know, and right. again, so we just antennas should be going up. Um, but so back to Taylor, he, he makes this uneducated decision that he's going to begin using anabolic steroids. And, uh, he was experiencing all of the textbook side effects, which, you know, I'd be happy to get into, but one of those side effects that can be brought on, uh, especially in the male body, uh, because we're altering the hormones is the, is depression. And Taylor wound up in a depression. Uh, that was serious enough that he wound up taking his life on July 15th of 2003. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, thank you. That's absolutely awful. I'm trying to figure out what time period this was, like when he, you know, went to the YMCA and started doing these steroids. It, you said he was on JV at the time, but how how much of a time period was it from there to when he took his life? So Taylor began buying steroids, I guess, in between his junior and his senior year. So he was 16. Uh, so when he passed away on July 15th, uh, you know, he had just turned uh, 17 years old. Oh, my goodness. So too young, too young. Yes, absolutely. This was around the time period because we were trying to figure out the time period. This was around the time period of the Mark McGuire, the Barry Bonds, yes. where... 
the steroids, of course, were booming in the MLB. And yes. I think there was no ban and no kind of regulation at that point. Well, they had they had banned it, but the MLB wasn't testing for it until right correct. around that year, actually. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, correct. So your timeline's correct. And in fact, um, you know, Taylor really looked up to a lot of these players. And as it turns out, you know, t- one of Taylor's favorite players uh, was Alex Rodriguez, who we worked with for three years. Oh. And I'll never forget, um, you know, Taylor told me, oh, we're, you know, at the time my dad was wor- working for Hewlett Packard. Their company had a suite. So for Taylor's birthday, I guess one of their sales guys gave him access to the suite and they went and watched, you know, A-Rod play when he was when he was playing for the Rangers. And I remember it was one of the first couple of years that we started working with Alex and he came to a fundraiser that we were doing at Yankee Stadium. And I'll never forget the look on his face when my mom told him, you know, that he was a player that my brother idolized. And the last game he saw live was to go watch Alex play. Wow. So, but, you know, back to the timeline. um, So Taylor passes away in 2003 Six weeks after my brother's buried, I still to this day don't know how my, bro- my my dad had the courage to speak out. He began delivering programs, um, you know, basically informing parents here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area what had happened to Taylor. Wow. And what, what he had quickly realized once Taylor had passed away was how many of the young people were just saying, this drug use is rampant in our schools. Now, of course, mm-hmm. the guard is dropped because their friend has just passed away. But fast forward a couple of months, all of a sudden that, that wall goes right back up. And during one of these programs in the back of the room was a reporter from the Dallas Morning News, uh, an investigative reporter. And this reporter started doing some research as to what was happening. And, uh, you know, there had been some research and, and studies showing that there is a relationship between the use of testosterone, anabolic steroids, right, and, and depression, which can lead to suicide, especially in young men. And uh, the, an article was written. It ran on uh, the cover of the Dallas Morning News. Then the next thing, there was an investigative reporter for the New York Times. So it ran on the Taylor story, ran on the uh, cover of the sports page of the New York Times. And following that, there was like CBS 60 Minutes. And then, uh, you know, from there, it went to a couple Senate hearings which led to the 2005 congressional hearings with Major League Baseball. And that was where my father had testified uh, in front of Congress. And I have I can't tell you how many people within Major League Baseball to this day said that testimony that your dad gave about your brother changed Major League Baseball forever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty powerful. Absolutely. And that's it's amazing that you know, that your dad started that whole process and um, that that's really impressive. Yeah. And so 2005, that's when the testing program for performance enhancing drugs was ramped up. And today, Major League Baseball has the strictest drug testing program of all of professional sports. Wow. I did not know that. So you had touched on how obviously the the focus of this is the side effect of um, depression of, of steroids. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that that you could go over some of the others because I, I'm curious about that because we know about, you know, the, the weight gain associated with that. And, you know, I think people have heard of like roid rage. But beyond that, mm-hmm. I guess I, I wasn't familiar with, with the fact that depression was associated with it. If you wouldn't mind going through a few of those. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, you know, just to kind of summarize, if you start with the head and, and, and you kind of go down to the toes, 
Um, obviously, this stuff affects us mentally. So when you think of aggression, depression, any sort of mental changes, that's that's a chemical imbalance in the body, right? If you look up the definition of, of depression. So the best example I can give is Taylor, right? You have a 16-year-old young man. He is now injecting himself with anabolic steroids, testosterone. The brain says, okay, we have all of this testosterone in the body. So the body no longer needs to produce natural testosterone. So it's suppressed. Um, you know, Taylor was given the instruction to quit cold turkey. So he's no longer injecting himself with the testosterone. Mm. His body's no longer making enough, right? Low, low testosterone, right. which led to depression, which led to suicide. Um, but as you go a little bit further south, you get into the heart. Um, obviously, the cardiovascular system is the most important system in our body. It's what keeps us alive every day. And the heart is the most important muscle. So you begin putting these muscle growing drugs into your body and potentially the heart can grow. The definition of that is heart disease. Uh, we know it, it causes left ventricular hypertrophy, which is a swelling of the left ventricle, which is the most important uh, ventricle in the heart that pumps the blood in and out. And these are obviously things that are going on on the inside that, that we really don't know about. Um, but you kind of go to the outside and you're looking at, you know, on, on the chest and the back, you're looking at very severe acne. It's called androgen induced acne. Um, you know, it causes puffy cheeks due, due to water retention. It causes the skin to turn a yellowish orange. Um, you know, there's a whole host of things that, that are taking place in both the male and the female body. Uh, you know, when you begin using these types of drugs, especially for long term. So, you know, parents can keep an eye out for that. And if you're if your child's having huge gains in a very short time period and they're mm -hmm. obsessed with going to the gym, mm -hmm. obviously that's something, you know, that we need to be looking out for. But I mean, do you have advice for parents to, I guess, talk to our kids in a way to try to make sure that they're not tempted to try this in the first place. You mentioned that everybody's had an influencer who, you know, who has caused them to think that they need to make changes, which my mind in today's day and age, I always go to like a social media influencer, you know, like on Instagram mm -hmm. yeah. or something, but not yeah. necessarily that a coach or a friend or, or whoever, somebody that they look up to. But, you know, do, do you have any advice for, for conversations that we can have with young people to try to make sure they don't feel the need to try this in the first place? Absolutely. And, you know, the, the first being, if, if you come to our website, which is taylorhooten.org, um, we actually have an entire page on preparing for the conversation that you're going to have with your, with, with your loved one. Um, you know, and, and that goes from, you know, what, what, what sort of questions should I ask? How do I stay ahead of this issue? Uh, what, what do I do, you know, if I find out maybe my young person is interested in this or, Maybe they're already using these types of drugs, but I, I think it, it you, you don't have to be an expert when it comes to this topic or really any drug related topic to talk to with our loved ones about it. And this is one uh, I can guarantee you that your young person is interested in and they're already talking about it. They might even be going out onto these social media platforms to hear from some of these social media influencers, of which there are many out there that are giving really, really good advice. but there are some out there that that are giving potentially dangerous advice to our young people. And sadly, you know, the, the drug dealer has moved from the gym and, and the streets into the four walls of our homes because these drugs are easily purchased online. So that's another thing to really be aware of is these drugs are 
very easily purchased. They can be shipped to your house. They're, they're discreetly shipped, um, which is why it's super important to just talk with your, your loved one about this and ask questions. And, and again, just keeping in mind that the number one reason that young people and even, even adults turn to appearance and performance enhancing substances is to change their body image, their physical appearance. Absolutely. And we know that it's, unfortunately, these steroids still exist because in the weightlifting world, I see influencers talking about it still. So mm-hmm. um, steroids still exist in the weightlifting world, and, and that's why you, you still see them uh, available. But there's also uh, growth hormone, human growth hormone, which uh, some kids do take uh, in the endocrinology world. Um, and that is fine if you have to take it for mm-hmm. like short stature or things like that. Yep. Um, but there is no article saying that even taking hor- hor- human growth hormone has any benefit so that I don't know where it came from that all of these people are like, yeah, you got to take some uh, growth hormone to get you going. But um, that is out there as well. And then, of course, like we discussed before, there are banned dietary supplements and yes. banned ingredients that are readily available in a lot of these energy drinks, too. Certainly. Certainly. And and I think, you know as we transition that topic, just everybody getting the understanding that, you know, banned substances also include illegal drugs. Uh, but, you know, every every sporting organization from the NCAA to Major League Baseball to uh, the NFL all have different banned substance lists. Um, there are products on the market, uh, dietary supplements that will contain substances that are banned by sporting organizations, but are not illegal to sell, right? So right. if you're not somebody that's drug tested, okay, maybe I want to take this stimulant that's banned by sport. Uh, But also keep in mind, if you're drug tested by your company, uh, it's something you could also throw a positive drug test to. So just being very careful when it comes to the selection of those products. Absolutely. You mentioned that on your website, parents can go there for some ideas of, you know, conversations to have. Um, Could you talk a little bit about, about some of the solution that your foundation offers? Certainly. Um, So outside of, you know, a a parent intervening or just starting a conversation with those in the household or, you know, those around you, um, some of the other vehicles that the Taylor Hooten Foundation has that we've put together over the past 20 years um, are are a couple of different things. One, our website is a tremendous resource. Uh, All of the information that we share in our assembly programs can be found right on our website. Uh, the other vehicle uh, that we have been delivering for the past 20 years are what we call our all-me assembly programs. And we have two of them. Um, one of the programs is uh, that covers appearance and performance enhancing substances, where we dive into the world of dietary supplements, energy drinks, the risks associated with those types of products. We talk about anabolic steroids and what they are and the side effects they cause the body. And, and then again, how this behavior is, is driven from, you know, how I look and feel about myself to obviously performance on the field um, and, and showing where these drugs come from and how they're being manufactured and, and all of the stuff that really surrounds uh, anabolic steroids and other appearance and performance enhancing substances. So with the help of Tavis Piatoli, who I, I believe is in the previous episode that you interviewed, uh, right. Tavis is a sports dietitian. I've, I've known Tavis for many years, and he's actually helped us develop a program that's called Nutrition and Dietary Supplement Safety. So we can offer solutions to 
young people and adult influencers of how do I go about achieving all of those goals that I have in mind to change my physical appearance the right way and the safe way. So those are our two education programs that we have. And and lastly, uh, like you all, we have a podcast where we have gone out, we have interviewed industry experts, whether it's on nutrition. Uh, we have, I mean, heck, we even interviewed Bob Costas to, to professional athletes uh, about all things appearance and performance enhancing substances. And what's the name of that podcast again? It is the All Me Podcast. All Me Podcast. Okay. Awesome. And then I also noticed, too, because I was on uh, the the foundation website, there was a part about the All Me League. Can you just kind of describe a little bit about what that is? Certainly. So uh, I get excited to talk about the All Me League because it's <laughs> it was kind of born from our relationship with Alex Rodriguez. Um, going back to that, right. I always tell people it was never a public, um, a public relationship. Um, but if you went out and Googled right now, Don Hooten and Alex Rodriguez, you will see a picture of my father, uh, Don Hooten senior and Alex shaking hands in Tampa under the tent there at spring training. And, uh, basically the, the agreement was, you know, Alex was going to contribute some, some, uh, some funds. And then together we were going to go out and deliver education programs. And he was true to his word, uh, and, and donated money. And we would go out, we would do programs all over uh, the U S and basically what would happen is we would go in and do one of our programs, you know, spend 30 or 45 minutes talking with the kids and then bring in a very special guest. Alex Rodriguez to come in and talk, talk with him. And you could imagine the reaction from the young people when he came in. <laughs> right. I bet. So everybody, bet. right. Right. So they would have such a good time. And the sad part is, is the whole time, you know, he's talking to these young people. I mean, he's still obviously using drugs and everybody knows how that, that story ends where, you know, he is connected to, uh, you know, performance enhancing drugs a second time and ends up having to serve a year-long suspension as, uh, you know, so at such time, you know, we had to cut ties with Alex because, you know, we're about recognizing those who that are doing things the right way. And uh, I just remember sitting around, like, let's, you know, talking about with some of our board members, let's not become the organization where these athletes come to rehab their image because the majority of athletes out there are doing things the right way. They can't stand cheating. They're not drug users. And so thus all me was born. And as we had, we, you know, it's all me is a registered trademark of the Taylor Hooten foundation. So we're like, okay, well now we have this really cool message, right? So how do we get some horsepower behind it? Well, my dad reached out to his buddy, Bud Selig at the time, who was still the commissioner of major league baseball and said, here's our idea. We want to put together an advisory board of major league baseball players uh, that will voluntarily step forward to be part of this board and be a role model for our young people. And I'll never forget the conversation because they're like, all right, well, you know, I think you guys will, will be pretty successful if you get five or six players. Now, mind you, this was in the off season. It was at the, the winter meetings, I believe in uh, 2014. So fast forward to spring training of 2015. And we had already secured 20 players from 30 major league teams. And today we have over 30 players from all 30 major league teams because with trades and, and that sort of thing, uh, many of these players will agree to stay on board. So some teams will actually have multiple players. And 
And uh, I, I'll never forget when we first started the advisory board, uh, the folks within the front office of Major League Baseball said, you know, you guys didn't just get any players. You know, the players that have stepped forward are some of the biggest names in baseball. Uh, yeah. You know, some of them like Clayton Kershaw, Adley Rutschman, Chris Sale, Aaron Nola, who, you know, played in the World Series, uh, Christian Yelich. And, you know, you can come to our website and see all of these players in their pictures. But these are the very best players that voluntarily step forward to be role models for young people. Yeah. Awesome. That's very cool. That so cool. I, yeah. Some of my favorite players, I noticed uh, Stephanie <laughs> listed a few of them here. That's amazing. Um, what else haven't we asked you yet today that you think is important to talk about regarding this topic? Um, I just think especially, uh, you know, you know, parents and, and young people that are listening, everybody's always looking for that shortcut, right? To, to get from point A to point B the fastest way. And, and there's really no substitution for hard work. If you came and, and, and visited with any of these advisory board members, for example, that, that are major league players, they would tell you it was not easy getting to where they are. And now that they are uh, where they are in their, their career, it's, it's a lot of work to stay at that level and compete at that level, especially as guys get older, like Clayton Kershaw. I mean, they're just, they're unbelievable athletes. And, you know, the other thing is just, you know, be open, uh, especially with those you influence around you and, uh, you know, uh, allow them to talk about this topic, allow them to talk about the mental health piece uh, because it is so important and it, it's something we need to just kind of be in tune to that it is going on. And, and if there are any resources that you need, we're here for you. Send us an email, reach out to us via social media, shoot us an email, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. That's, That's great. great. We totally appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, sounds like this is something your father started and you've just continued with. And I think it's really commendable what you. what you guys are doing and spreading this message all around. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank, thank you for having us and giving us a platform to to share our message with, with, with your listeners. Absolutely. Thank you, Don. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms in Baseball. You can also listen to our episodes on our Moms in Baseball Facebook page. Make sure you join our Facebook group, Parents and Baseball, where we discuss everything about baseball. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your friends. We would love to hear from you, especially Diana. (laughs) Until then, have fun at the field. (laughs) See you next time. You funny lady. <laughs> <laughs>